Okay, I said last week we spent a bit of time going through some of the claims that people make in the Inyonim of Shmir Senayim and how difficult it is uh, to keep and to continue going. So I want to continue on the same theme. We'll try to touch a few different ideas that I want to get to, not necessarily connected, but let's try to wrap up um, a few different ideas. We don't have very long for the Shovim left. Uh, although this is something that we should be machazak ourselves the entire year. But as we said in the beginning, there's a specific time that there's a special siyata dishmaya. And that is now during Shavivim. So um, one of the claims that I have heard many, many times, I got a few emails from people this week, again, because every time I give the share, so automatically people get, you know, reawakened into the sugya, which is beautiful and it's great. And often I say the same thing every year, which is fine. And I always say, I say the same thing almost every year. I try to add a few things here and there and change things here and there. But, you know, there's no major chadushim in the sugya. But just the very fact that we're mentioning it is important. So this is the claim and this is the problem that people have. I try to work on watching my eyes. I try to work on spirits and I, well, by the way, I want to add one thing that your uncle said so beautifully on Shalashidas. Beautiful, thank you. That... We sang the song on Shalashidas. I, I always like singing this. I don't always manage to do it, but I always like singing a song of Animamim. Because it's a, I think it's, a, if I'm not mistaken, a vision of Seminik that the, the Rebbe would always request a song of Animamim because the time of Shalashidas, Rav and Rav, it's a time of Gula, it's a time of Biasa Mashiach, So we always want to recognize and remember by Shalashidas, it's a time that we, we, we don't forget and we never give up on with waiting and whatever. So we were singing, we were singing a beautiful Animamu with the Olam. It was really, really beautiful. I have to say, I, I, I actually, it was very, very nice. It was special. I enjoyed it. And uh, we stopped. And then your uncle said, a beautiful story. He said, it sounds like a bit of a stira. Because we're saying that we're waiting for Mashiach. But yet, and he said that he heard that in, in here we, we work on ourselves in a really real way. And one of the things that we do here is we try to work on Shmur Sinai. Right? We try. We try our best. And he said, how do we know if the Rabbani Shalom doesn't have so much nachas ruach, so much pleasure from the very fact that his children are trying in a small way to work on Shemir Sinaim, something that is so difficult in our generation, the Rabbani Shalom has so much nachas ruach, he says, I just want to keep it going. I don't want to bring Mashiach because I'm enjoying it so much. I'm enjoying so much. It's almost like when you have a child, right? I'm adding this. He didn't say this, but imagine if you're trying to train your child to walk, Yeah. And, and you finally get your kid to take a few steps. And you, 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 the way to do it is you stand a bit back, right? Because you want to stand right there because you want the child to walk to you. And the child takes a few steps and you're enjoying it. This is Gavaldi Yankala. Finally, you're taking a few steps. This is beautiful. Get the camera out, pictures, and it's Mayudik. So you have a chance. You have a choice. You can run over to the child and grab the child. Or you're enjoying it so much you can allow the child to take a few more steps. Most parents would love to see their child, if they can, if they're capable of, taking a few more steps. So he said beautifully that the fact that we are working on it, trying, talking about it, understanding it, the fact that you came to Sunday Share and you know what's on Sunday Share means you want to work on it. Hard? Oh yeah, it's hard. Oh boy. Oh, it's hard. And we fall? Yeah, we fall. But we want to keep working and keep working and keep working. Could be we're giving so much nachas that the Rabbi doesn't want to bring Moshiach. And yet we're saying, Ani Mama, we believe. But Avada, Avada. He said, Avada, we say, we say that, but of course we want Mashiach and the Ubuntu will be Mashiach. But one of the things that we have, and this is a, a common thing, is that, you know, Rebbe, I tried. I, I tried. It's so hard. I look on the screen and she's there. Like, come on. I'm on the screen and boom, it pops up. What do you want me to do? I'm a human being, right? I'm a human being. I fell. 
Now what? It's not worth anything? So there's two Nakudas I want to mention. Nakuda number one is a famous marshal, which I always said. I don't think I've said it yet this year, this series. I don't know. If I have, you know what? It's Chazorah. Who cares? Such an important idea. Such an important idea. They came to Rabbi Rucham, I think of the mayor, and they said to him, Rabbi, we just had a Yom Kippur, it was Matzah Yom Kippur, and they said, like, what's the point? After Yom Kippur, you know what happens. We go back to doing the same things we were doing before Elul, during Elul, before Yom Kippur. What's the point? So I want to use the marshal that he said for ourselves. And he said, imagine you have a child, and this child is waiting to get a Lego set. Big, big fat Lego bricks, not the small ones, big ones. And he's so excited, it's all he wants. And eventually the father goes out and he buys him a huge set, thousands of pieces. And the child is in seventh heaven. He's so excited. And he starts the quest of building a tower. And he starts to build the base, nice big fat base, different colors. And he goes up story after story, floor after floor. And eventually it's this huge tower. And the child is so excited. After days and days of working on his project, the tower is now complete. And now he gets to go on top of the tower. And he stands, the child takes a chair, another two chairs, puts it up there, climbs up, eventually gets to the top of the tower. And the child is at the top of the tower, screaming, look at me, top of the tower, it's Kavalik. Everything gets a little bit wobbly. Boom, on the floor. And the child is screaming and crying, Tati, Tati, Tati. The father comes running in, is everything okay, what happened? And he sees that the child's okay. wasn't so tall. And the, the child is screaming, Tati, Tati, my tower fell, my tower fell. And the father says to him, no, my dear child, the tower didn't fall. You fell off the tower. But the tower that you built is a tower that's going to remain there. But boy, say, when we work on ourselves, Shmir Sinaim, Shmir Sabris, whatever it may be that we're working on, it's hard, it's difficult. And sometimes we fall and we think to ourselves, we fell. Was there any point in even trying? Lemaisa I looked. Lemaisa I pressed the buttons. Lemaisa I did what I shouldn't have done. Is there any point? The answer is we're building towers. Every little bit of effort that we put into this sugya, which is the hardest sugya of our generation, is building a tower that the tower remains. Yes, we may fall. And when we fall, it's very, very hard. And we'll get a knock on our head and it will be like, oh, we fell. But you know what? You can get back up onto that tower because the tower you built is still there. And therefore we have to realize, yes, there are going to be times that we're going to fall. That's life. We're human beings. The Rabbi created us with Ayat Sahara. He knows exactly what he put inside us. But he also gave us the Koyach. And what we have to recognize is that we're building towers every time we try. And that leads me on to the next thing. Something that we've spoken about before. But something that we have to speak about specifically over here. And Rabbi said, listen carefully because it's very important. The idea that it's all or nothing. We have this, we have this uh, a perception that no, it's all or nothing. Either we quit, cold turkey, or if we're not, then we might as well just go back to doing whatever we do and look at whatever we look at. We have to realize that even though it's true, Yiddishkeit does value consistency. Consistency is gewaldic. The idea of a carbon being brought every single day, consistency, is amazing, is important, is valuable. We value consistency. 
Right? To be consistent in something is so chashav. It's, by the way, chashav in the outside world also. When you're working for someone else and you're consistently doing well, and you're consistently showing up on time, and you're consistently making money, that's wonderful. And it works the same thing in Yiddish, but the problem is we get caught up thinking that if we're not consistent, it's worth nothing. If I cannot day after day, night after night, stop myself from looking, from pressing, from doing, it's not worth anything. And that's the idea of taking small steps. And we've spoken about that before. And let me just mention it again now. The idea, and this helps Rabbi say so much. I, I, when people come to me and ask me about these exact inyanim, I will often, more than not, give this advice. Because this is advice that does what? It doesn't work for everyone. It doesn't work all the time. 100%. Sometimes you have to change mahalchim, you have to change different methods. But I guarantee you, if you try this one, it will help something. And that is as follows. To take just a tiny small step in the right direction. And after all, by the way, that's all the Rabbanisha wants from us. He just wants us to try. He knows it's difficult. He knows what's going on in the world, what we're surrounded with, how the temptations are, how easy this is to get. But if we are taking a tiny step in the right direction, we're doing everything. And the more valuable something is to you, the greater of a step that you'll take. And the example I always give is this one. And that is that if a person has an urge, has a Yitzhahara to do something that he knows he shouldn't be doing, right? He's on the phone and he knows he can press the button. He's on the website. He's on the internet. He's on the screen. He can press it. There's a woman out there on the street walking in front of him that he can just look at and enjoy. Whatever it may be. He has an urge. Shmira Sabris, Fukhule, all of these things. If he would stop himself and prevent himself for 20 seconds... For 30 seconds, for a minute, if he can. And say to himself the following. I'll probably do that very, but just, just not right now. I'm going to delay it. Where do we learn this from? There's a Gemurian Subas. Listen to this. The Gemurian Subas tells us that if you want to do an Aveira, but why doesn't they don't do the Aveira? The Gemurian says, you know what you should do? Get dressed into black clothing, go far away, and do it over there. Huh? That's a hetter to do Aveiras now. So Taisvers, no, Chasvashalam. Chazal are telling you that if you delay things more often than not, you won't do it. Anyone that learned anything about suicide, it's very similar. If you ever encounter anyone, which you should never, and if you do, at least now I'm teaching you the skills. Someone that wants to commit suicide, that's holding by committing suicide, the way to, to stop it is not to tell him, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's not going to help. He wants to do it, he's already decided. You know what you tell him? Not now. Let me, let's just go out for coffee. Let's just have a discussion. Let's just wait five minutes. When you delay things, suddenly senses start to kick in and things start to change. Rabbi say, when the Yitzhahara comes to you and says, Yankala, just press the button. You know, you know it's going to be gishmak. You know your eye wants to see it. You know what you want to look at. You know you're going to have a, a great next few minutes and then fall down like nothing happened ever before and worse than ever, as we've spoken about. Go for it. Go on. Put a few minutes rest on it. Now, people will come to me and say, oh, very nice, but I ended up doing that very well. Hold on a minute. Celebrate that success. But it's not success. I did the very anyway. Celebrate that success. Celebrate, listen carefully. I'm telling you something that has been tried and tested. 
Okay, again, I'm not saying it works always. I'm not saying it works for everyone. Let's just go through it. Celebrate the success of a minute, two minutes, or five minutes of waiting. Okay? Even if you did the Avera. Because if you celebrate the success, you're showing, look what I did. I managed to withhold myself. I prevented myself, even if it was for only five minutes. The Chavetz Chaim says, by Shmir Saloshan, if you want to say some bad juicy Loshan about someone, hold it back for a little bit. And he says that light that you get for withholding for just a few moments is so great that even the Malachim can't comprehend it. Now, what do I mean now? The next stage is tomorrow, when the Eitzhah comes back to you and says, No, not Hamal again. So you know what? Last time I waited 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes. Today I'm going to try to do 10 minutes or seven minutes or another five minutes, whatever I can manage. When you start to celebrate the small, tiny steps of success that you take, that will eventually lead to being able to have the kayak to say, no, not 10 minutes. This time it's going to be half an hour. Meaning, I'll do that very, but in half an hour. Hopefully, Mr. Shem, you won't. I'm not giving you a header to that very. I'm just telling you that this is a way of helping yourself out of the hole that sometimes you have dug yourself. And it really works. Now, not for everyone. And that sometimes you have to change the mahalach in order to re-kickstart. But we have to realize that small steps are where it's at. To celebrate the small successes, Rabbi Yisai, what I'm giving you now is so valuable because I know that it works for people. It has worked for many people. Small steps of success. This is where it's at. This is how we can improve. This is how we can do it. And you'll have people that have tried it, that have done it, that say they can now push it over a day or even a week. But it starts small. You have to start with small steps and realize that the Rabbanishram sees the effort that you put in, in the most unbelievable way, in the generation that we're living, with everything we've seen, with everything we've grown up with, and yet we're still trying to work on our Kedusha, say, Naim, do you know what that is? Somebody came to the Baba Sali, told a few guys the Maisa, he came to the Baba Sali, and they said, Rebbe, my child is lost. They couldn't find their child. Kidnapped, whatever the situation was, I don't know. It was a crazy matzav. And the Baba Sali took a piece of paper, and he drew a map. And he said, go to London. Here's the map of the building. I'm showing you where the child is. They said, Rebbe, that's impossible. Come on. I mean, we know that you're a tzaddik and you have Ruach HaKodesh, but like, how are your eyes able to see? And we all know that Baba Sali had a hood for a reason, because he never looked at anything he shouldn't have looked at. And he said, the more you makadish your eyes, the more the Rabbi Nisham gives you ability to see. The positivity that comes out, not only for your marriage, not only for the next world, just for your eyes to be holy, for the shama to be clean. Rabbi said, every single one of us can raise the bar of Kedusha in our own lives, in our own bodies, in our own homes, in the most amazing way. The Kvot Shamayim, the Kiddush Hashem, that even if no one knows about it, you're in the bathroom, you're in the bedroom, nobody knows what you're doing, nobody knows what you could be doing, what you have the option to do, and you say no, do you know what that is? Benishchai says you have the Kedusha of the Kohen Gadol walking into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippurim. That one moment then you say no. The moment you turn away that one minute. Kedusha of the Kohen Gadol walking into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippurim. Do you know what that means? It's unbelievable. We just have to try. The power of a Kabbalah. How a person can be Kabbalah on himself something is absolutely phenomenal. That's what it's all about. Just being Kabbalah on yourself something in that way. 
it, it, it's so choshev. And that's what it's all about, Rabbi Say. Small steps. Let's do it. Let's do it, Rabbi Say. Small steps. Next time, Yitzhara comes along, we're going to say, not, no, we're not doing that very halavai. If we have the strength of that, of course we should do that. But if we haven't got the strength of that, which is most people, then say, yeah, okay, soon. Just not right now. And we hope that it eventually gets pushed off completely. But even if it doesn't, celebrate the small success of a few minutes that you managed to withhold yourself, which is the most incredible, amazing, amazing accomplishment that the Rebunshim sees. And th- th- what you're going to get for that is unbelievable. And we all know that the more Hana you give yourself by yourself is the less Hana you get with your wife and you get for the rest of your life. And therefore, if you want to have Hana pleasure and all the good things coming up when you get married, you have to start working on this now. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean you have to be cold turkey. It doesn't mean you have to be at static by the time you get married. Everyone has eight sorrows. We all have Yetzirahs. The Rambam says the Yetzirah that the Gemara says already in Sukkah. The Rambam says it clearly that Yetzirah does not leave you until the day that you die. Yetzirah is always going to be there. But you have to have some kind of control over it. Just a little bit of control. This Yetzirah that we spoke about today is what gives you that control. Is what gives you that discipline that can lead you to success. Try it, Be'ez HaShem. And the Rabbanu you'll see. We'll give tremendous Yetzirah. Next week we shall continue.